True Bible Mission for Jesus Church. Located at 6 p.m. West Hill Road. You want to hear concerts where the pastor is. He's in your county. I will trust in Jesus. Always in the highs and lows. The one who goes before me. God is in this story. God is in my story. Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time again. Now, this week, we're going to continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So, um, it's time now for uh, that little segment that we have that, did you ever wonder? Did you ever wonder where that phrase or word came from? And uh, today's word is scapegoat. And... Um, of course, it means that it's somebody who is made to bear the blame for other people or for someone else. And that can be found in the Bible. And it can, and you'll find it in Leviticus chapter 16, verses 9 to 10. And it reads And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Now you know. Now you know where it came from, scapegoat. So I do want to continue with our topic. We were talking about salvation the last few weeks, and I want to continue about that, but... I want to squeeze in a couple of uh, current events. And um, at first when I saw this article, someone sent it to me. I wasn't going to print it. I, I mean, I wasn't even going to talk about it. But then I, um, after reading it, I thought better of it. And um, Dwayne Wade, I don't know. Who was he anyway? He was I mean, a former NBA basketball player for the Miami Heat. Okay, so he has an ex-wife. And, you know, you hear about him and his current wife and his kids, one of which it wants to, uh, I mean, I guess you would call a trans child. So um, Dwayne Wade's ex-wife double downs now on protecting her trans child from tragic events. His ex-wife stands by her beliefs that she is doing what's best for her child, Zaya, by objecting to her legal name and gender change, which is what her ex-husband wants to do. And so uh, in a lengthy statement recently, countless, she says, countless uh, full-grown famous adults have suffered severe consequences from anxiety and depression including taking their own lives as a result of public pressure and scrutiny. I have both the mandate and privilege of protecting my children from these tragic events, as well as the myriad of other negative things that have a tendency to impact those living in the limelight, but will fail me to mention them all. She says, she's since, I guess, married again, so her last name is Fuentes Wade. 
She points out that she believes God has called her to protect her children. And um, Dwayne Wade first revealed that his daughter, Zaya, was transgender in February of 2020. So it's a young man that's trying to transcend into a, a female then. If he's referring to Zaya as his daughter. Yeah, he was. Yes. So it was a young, it was a boy. It was a, yes. It was a boy. His son, to, his okay. son. His so, son, his okay. son's uh, name was Zion. Okay. And then so he. Now Isaiah. Now Isaiah right. now. All right. Boy, this is so confusing. Anyway, she says, uh, the mom says, I'm by no means a perfect parent, but I love my children with perfect, unconditional love. And I will continue to do what the laws of this land allow me to do as a parent with the parental right and power under the Constitution and courts of law and not the court of public opinion. Right. And she argued in court documents recently that she wants her 15-year-old Zaya to decide once she's 18 if she's like if she's like to legally change her name and gender because she fears her father. Wade is trying to influence her for monetary gain. So Wade is trying to influence his son and I think uh, the mother is probably really irritated with his second wife, who I believe is Gabrielle Union. Mm -hmm. And that probably really gets on her nerves because she's supporting Wade in this decision. And this woman probably feels like Gabrielle Union has no dog in this fight. It's not her son. And this woman's thinking, this is my son. This is my child. And when he is an adult, then he can make that decision for himself. So she goes on to say, I have concerns that Wade may be pressuring our child to move forward with the name and gender change in order to capitalize on the financial opportunities that he has received from companies. The, you know, and, and he hit backs at uh, the mom saying that those are damaging lies. Well, whatever, I'm, I, I, I don't blame the mother. I would do the same thing. You're only 15 years old. You haven't even, usually at that age, young men start their growth spurt, their testosterone kicks in, their voice begins to change. Usually at that age, you know, they're in a very awkward stage. And to have them castrate him, and I mean, because there's no reversal, this is what gets me. If you have something, I know a person, they didn't go through it all the way, but then that still gave the person some hope because there was a, a chance that it could be reversed. But we're talking about something that's irreversible. And if you, and I would say, well, 18, I guess, is the legal consent, but I would say until, not until you're over 21, not until, because, just because you're, you're 17 and then at midnight you turn 18, you're still going through. Usually you don't even stop developing or growing as a man until you're like about like 25. So I, I, I don't get this, why somebody would push for I have child to, I to have go through to really, I have to really stand up for her. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to pat her on the back because, and then me, uh, if I were a parent, I probably would wait until, I would probably say wait until you're 21. I'll probably say until you're 30. Until <laughs> <laughs> you're 30 and out of my house. Huh? Wait, wait till you're 35 and, and you, <laughs> wait, till you, wait till you go through the change of life. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. To screw up your body like that. Yeah, because he's going to be 6'5", 14, yeah. shoot big hands. Right. I, I, I knew a person that was like that. Maybe the ugliest looking. I mean, man, big feet, big hands. 
You look at them and you think it's a woman and you're not sure until they open up their mouth and then it's a They talk like like with a real deep voice, but but not ashamed of it. You know, wearing a big, long wig hair, you know, and then while they're talking and then flipping the hair back. You know, it's it's psychological. You, you, You know that it is. And they hate what they are. It's like a self hatred. You know, wearing the makeup and the false eyelashes to, right. to just, uh, I don't know. It's like they hate what they are. Somewhere along the line, their identity got skewed. Anyway, I have to really commend uh, Dwayne Wade's ex-wife. Yes. You know, it, it's not many parents that'll stand up for them. Right. Instead of entertaining a child's because fantasy. That, because that is really, uh, she's standing up for the, actually the life of that child. Right, because it's one thing to let the child go around dressed in drag. It's another thing to actually chemically and physically castrate the young man. Anyway, moving on. There's an, and I've read several articles. I don't know if we talked about this on the program before, but, you know, Kroger... Um, I don't know exactly if it's in our city, but I know Kroger had uh, wanted their employees to wear a rainbow-colored oh, yeah. heart emblem on that. their bib, and there were two employees who believed mm-hmm. that it would be wearing it would be a violation of their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And one woman offered to wear the apron with the emblem covered. Mm-hmm. And the other one offered to wear a different apron without the emblem, but the company made no attempt to accommodate their requests. Well, um, when the women still refused to wear the apron, apron with the emblem visible, Kroger retaliated against them by disciplining and ultimately discharging them. In okay. this article, it says discharge, but you know, that's, that's, that's a soft way of saying, yeah, you're canned, yes. you're fired, get out of here. You know, so what they did is they turned around and they filed a lawsuit. Um, the lawsuit was filed on behalf of the women by the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC. Um, and this was like in the final months of the Trump administration. And according to the suit, this happened in Conway, Arkansas. The grocery store engaged in religious discrimination when it disciplined and ultimately fired the employees for refusing to wear an apron with the company's Our Promise symbol because they believed it represented support for LGBTQ community. Kroger denied the allegations. Well, a court, uh, it was settled, and Kroger now has... uh, agreed to a settlement, and they agreed to pay $180,000 to settle the lawsuit that involved the two employees. And uh, as part of the settlement, um, besides paying the money, they'll create a religious accommodation policy and provide enhanced religious discrimination 
training to store management. Right, so that you realize Prober is currently the owners of the pick and save here in the city of Milwaukee. That's right, but I haven't seen those emblems here. You know, I, I, I guess. So what state were they in? Arkansas. Oh, okay. So anyway, that's a win. Right, it is, because why? And then, um, Here's another article, came from the Christian Post, and um, it says, after winning the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this year, Washington State Public High School assistant football coach Joe Kennedy will be reinstated after he was dismissed in 2015 for praying on the field after games. Right, after the games. A joint stipulation filed in court just, just recently uh, by attorneys representing Kennedy and Bremerton School District states that the coach will be reinstated to his former position as an assistant coach by March 15th of 2023. That's a while. Well, I mean, that's right around the corner, really. I guess. So, um, as a devout Christian, Kennedy maintained a practice of going to the 50-yard line after the games, kneeling in prayer, often with fans and players joining him. So in late June, the justices ruled in Kennedy's favor with a six to three decision. And um, Kennedy prayed during a period when school employees were free to speak with a friend, call for reservation at a restaurant, check email, attend other personal matters. He offered his prayers quietly while his students were otherwise occupied. But still, the school district disciplined him anyway. But uh, that's another win. Right, it is. It, it definitely is. No, I don't. This, we this, need more of them. I know. So this article, I don't know, it's sent to me. It comes from the Christian Post. And, you know, we've heard a lot about Kanye West <laughs> lately in the news. Uh -huh. And, you know, he's been making... Um, He's been doing things anti-Semitic remarks. Yeah, well, I can I can believe it. He's been doing things in order to stand out, and the things that he's been doing, even even with this White Lives Matter, which we know that all and stuff, yeah, yeah. That, which is silly to me because all lives matter. If you condemn them for saying Black Lives Matter, and then you come up and say, well, White Lives Matter, that's almost like saying then Black Lives don't matter. It, it should be all lives matter, and he should. Stay out of that. That's what he should have said in right. the first place. Right. All lives, All lives matter. Stay out of that. But racial... he's making everything so race, racist. Right. You know, it's not just black and white. It's with uh, Jews and... Right. Um, I don't know. That's terrible. And, and I was so surprised that Candace Owens uh, stood with them. I said, they're so stupid. You know? And but, ignorant. Well, anyway, he had uh, launched a private school in Southern California, a Christian school. Mm. And now it says that it's uh, closing for the school year mm -hmm. because he, draw, he had drawn much scrutiny from anti-Semitic remarks that Jewish advocacy organizations warn have been embraced by extremist groups. So the, the school Right, but closed. why would he do such a thing? You know, how can he even be Christian and be, and this gets me, how can people who say they're Christian be anti-Semitic? Something's wrong with them <laughs> when Christianity is really fulfillment of God's prophecy concerning the Jewish people grafting in the Gentiles. So how in the world 
can the branch argue against the tree? <laughs> That's so <laughs> silly. I've seen people who say they're Christians and then they had the audacity to almost say they hate Jews. Something's wrong. You know, when he, when he launched that academy, that Christian academy in Southern California, mm-hmm. he, um, it, it, it appeared, it, it looked like he likened himself to Moses. But he's nuts. I mean, <laughs> the, what I can't understand is how people can't see that the boy has a problem. The boy, the man is is not balanced. Something is wrong with him. I don't care why people give people who have money a pass on insanity. He's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so additionally, Jewish advocacy groups have raised concerns about how known anti-Semitic groups have glorified West's comments. Earlier this month, he shared a screenshot of a text with rapper Diddy on Instagram saying he would use him as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. That's well, that's like saying, I guess not, that's just so silly. It's like saying, I, I won't listen to reason. I won't, I don't have an understanding. There's nothing that you can say to. And then there's an October 8th tweet. Influence me. That he had, it's now deleted, but Uh it says, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going death con three on Jewish people. He's stupid. Well, Instagram locked him out of his account. Well, they should have. Twitter banned the rapper for his other. They should have. That's one time they should have just. Kill his account and just suspend it all together permanently. What would make him be so ignorant? I don't get that. I don't understand it. Really. Anyway, there there are other things that he said and did, but but they need um, to put that man in an institution. I don't want to glorify him, you know, yeah. but it's wrong. Yeah, what he's doing. Yes, it is. They need to commit him. They need to do an intervention and <laughs> tell him to sit down for a while. Well, anyway, we were talking last week about um, salvation and the Holy Spirit, the last several weeks, about the Holy Spirit, about salvation. And last week we ended our program talking about how were people saved before Jesus died for our sins, you know? You know, I, I know some people must wonder about that. Yes. Because basis of salvation has always been on the death of Christ and resurrection. The basis of salvation without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith, Why, I, faith in the, in, the, in the Lord, faith in, in his promises, that's what leads us to salvation. Right. So the requirement for salvation has always been faith. The object of one's faith for salvation has always been God. And in Psalm 2... You, you read that blessed are all who take refuge in him. Mm-hmm. And in Genesis 15, it tells you that Abraham believed God, and that was enough for God to credit him for righteousness. Mm-hmm. And, and it says so in Romans chapter 4. Uh, what changed through the ages is the content of a believer's faith. God's requirement of what must be believed is based on the amount of revelation he has given mankind up to that time. According to this article, it says this is called progressive revelation. I don't know if I would go that far, but Adam believed the promise that God gave in Genesis chapter 3 that the seed of the woman would conquer Satan. Adam believed him. 
Abraham believed God according to the promises and the new revelation that God gave him in Genesis chapter 12. See, what people have to understand, the same faith, David loved the Lord with his whole heart, and he walked with God by faith. If Jesus were to have come during David's time, David would have been in the upper room. David would have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit because that same faith that committed him and that caused him to serve God with his whole heart is that same faith that would have caused him to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Moses served the Lord unwavering. That same faith that caused Moses to be able to talk with God face to face as his friend had Jesus come to sacrifice his life through Moses' time, Moses would have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Abraham would have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Sarah would have received. All these people who God said their faith was counted to them as righteousness. The reason why he counted it as righteousness is because if God had come during their time, they would have been saved with the Holy Spirit. They would have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So, you know, they never knew. I don't think that they... Do you think that they knew that Jesus was going to die? No. On the cross? No, it was a mystery. And right? No, they, they, nobody you know, they knew never this. knew any of that, but they believed in That him. there would be a Messiah. They believed in God. They believed in, in, in the laws. They believed in righteousness. They had an integrity about them because they believed and trusted in the Lord. He said, therefore, being justified, because they had their faith, God justified them. You're justified by faith, and you have peace, he said. You'll have peace with God. You know, late in uh, Jesus' ministry, he started to explain to his disciples about that he's going to have to leave them. And, and where I'm going to go, I'm going to mm-hmm. a, create a place for you. And, and, you know, the reaction of his disciples to this message, they were just, I think, they were confused and appalled. And, right, they, they, um, they felt a loss, but they really couldn't understand and as it became clear and then, and and then clear. Peter you know what he did he said never Lord never you're got, not gonna <laughs> he got rebuked because mm-hmm. the closer they got to what to understand what Jesus was talking about the more they realized the realization that he would have to die and then the realization that Jesus would have to die they realized they were connected to the Lord so that could also mean their life as well so a lot of times when they were speaking, they were speaking out out of fear. It's like because if they kill you, you know they're going to kill us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrible. I don't know. And so the Lord had to let them know, you can't, you can't be afraid. You have to trust him. You have to put your confidence. Well, our salvation is still based on the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yes. But our I faith think. is still the requirement for salvation. The object of our faith is God, but faith is a requirement because if you can't, if if you don't have the faith right. to believe, you, you can't get. It's impossible, right. he said, to get saved. Above all, even in our armor, above all, he says, you take the shield of faith, whereby you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts. And of the in this day and age, the the content of our faith is that. That Jesus died for our sins. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that he died for your sins. Right. That he was buried. That he rose from the dead. Right. And that he sent the Holy Spirit. That is the, the basis. And that, and that because of that, 
we also, our souls also can be redeemed because of that. Now, that's been since the, the world began, that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sins. So therefore, Abel, through faith, gave him a perfect sacrifice. Had the Lord been here at that time, Abel would have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost because their faith was unwavering. Whatever the Lord told them was necessary, they trusted in the Lord to do it. Well, you know, time flies quicker than I quicker than I thought. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, it has to do with with salvation. And what I want to know is the questions I was going to ask is how do you know that you're really saved? Number 1. And then how and when do you receive the Holy Spirit? But I guess we're going to have to continue that next week, so Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Now, this week's verse of the day comes from 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Ain't God all right? God's all right. Praise the Lord. Well, last week's Food for Thought was, how do you know that the earth is round, really round, and not flat? And the answer is, because God sits on the circle of the earth. And that answer can be found in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22, and it reads, it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. This week's food for thought is, why should we pray and intercede for everybody in authority? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.